0: Good morning. Here we are together on this Monday, August 21st. I'm Adam Wright and you are listening to Roadmap to Heaven on this hot and sticky morning. The kids all said, Dad, did it rain last night? And I said, no. I said, the dew point's just that high because there's so much moisture in the air. Then we ended the science lesson because the car ride was over. But it is certainly going to be a hot one today. It's going to be a sticky one today. So let's begin the day in prayer, giving thanks for all that we have and asking... For all that we need, we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I don't know about you, but I like to use Monday to get ready for the rest of the week. In fact, I I started taking a look at the week ahead last night. On Sunday, because we were with my in laws and we were going to need their help for some things this week. But Monday morning always puts everything in perspective. I go through the calendar, I look at my appointments and and what's coming up. When do I need to get rides for the kids? When do I need to be prepared to give rides to the kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? And one of the things on our calendar this week is high school night. In fact, for those of you in the Archdiocese of St. Louis that are looking at Catholic high schools, the first high school night of the fall is indeed this. Thursday, the 24th at Shamanad College Prep. And I believe that starts with an open house, uh, like high school fair type thing from five to seven and then the individual presentations after that. It's kind of daunting. We're looking at life and we're saying, oh, my goodness, we now have, you know, it's no longer a distant thought that we have to make these decisions. It's this year we're making decisions that are going to impact at least one of our kids, if not more, for the rest of their life. And that's part of the reason I love being with you here in the morning because it helps us focus on what's important. Just as we listen to everything today, I'll be right there listening with you trying to keep my focus on what's important. So speaking of what's on tap today, we are going to hear about detachment and the spiritual life. We are going to hear about nine ways we might end up being an accomplice to sin. Father Michael Rainier is going to be with us in the show today to talk about questions that children ask him. Uh, It's a delightful topic and I look forward to that as well. So that's all ahead on the show. Let's find out how hot it's going to be today on this hot and sticky day. We go down to Mike Roberts for our weather and our Saint of the Day.
1: Today is the memorial of Saint Pope Pius X. Born in 1835 in what is now Italy, his baptismal name was Giuseppe and he was the second of the ten children of Giovanni and Margarito Sarto. A gifted student with a strong desire to serve the Lord, Giuseppe was given a scholarship by his diocese to study at the seminary in Padua. In 1858, he became a priest and began a lifelong journey of reading and applying the lessons of St. Thomas Aquinas and canon law. In the 1870s, he was deeply involved in assisting the sick and dying in a cholera outbreak that hit Northern Italy. In 1878, he became the Bishop of Treviso. In 1893, Pope Leo XIII made him a cardinal, and three days after that, he was made Patriarch of Venice. After the death of Pope Leo XIII, Giuseppe Sarda was elected the next pope in 1903 and took the name Pius. He was extremely uncomfortable with the pomp and circumstances of his office, telling a friend in great sadness, It is a penance to be forced to accept all these practices. They lead me around surrounded by soldiers like Jesus when he was seized at Gethsemane. As Pope Pius X, he promoted frequent reception of the Holy Communion, including among children, which was no small revolution at the time. Pius X also promoted devotion to the Blessed Mother and orchestrated the Code of Canon Law, which went into effect after his death and which was revised in 1983. Pius X spoke out strongly against racism and also foresaw the beginning of World War II, the outbreak of which some have suggested contributed to his death. As the war broke out, he said, this is the last affliction the Lord will visit upon me. I would gladly give my life to save my poor children from this ghastly scourge. He died on this day in nineteen fourteen, just weeks after the beginning of World War One. Saint Pope Pius X, please pray for us. I meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts.
2: Active consecration to Saint Joseph. O dearest St. Joseph, I consecrate myself to your honor and give myself to you, that you may always be my father, my protector, and my guide in the way of salvation. Obtain for me a greater purity of heart and fervent love of the interior life. After your example, may I do all my actions for the greater glory of God in union with the divine heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of Mary. O oh, blessed St. Joseph, pray for me that I may share in the peace and joy of your holy death. Amen.
0: Normally, we are happy to go on the road to Father Michael Rainier, but as his office is in a state of controlled chaos right now with a little bit of uh, work going on. Father, you were kind enough to come join us here at the radio studio for Roadmap to Heaven today. It's good to have you with us. Yeah, glad to be here, Adam. All right. Now, recently, you spoke at our Sarah Club luncheon. And and for our listeners unfamiliar, I'm a member of the Sarah Club. We pray for and do work to promote vocations to the priesthood and religious life. And you were sharing your conversion story. And at a certain point, you mentioned questions that children ask you. and, And there were several chuckles in the room hearing some of these questions and I, I was sitting back in my chair thinking well that is humorous and that is entertaining that it, it, you know as a dad I'm, I'm laughing at these questions that kids come up with but there's also some great insight I'm like oh you know I've wondered that same thing myself so father you were kind enough to put together five questions that children ask you there are multiple but these are five and and I'd like to go through them quickly uh first off which one is your favorite that you've been asked Which one's the
3: favorite one? I enjoyed answering the one about the cassock. Uh, I thought theologically the one about animals crying. That was the one that challenged me the most, so I appreciated that one. Uh, The one I get most frequently is about the hat that I wear.
0: Okay. Well, let's start with that one. What is, what is the hat that you wear?
3: The hat. So for those who don't know, Adam alluded to the fact my, my office is a, in a state of, uh, it's, it's half demolished right now because I'm a brand new priest on the staff at the Oratory of Saints Gregory and Augustine, which is an oratory set up uh, to offer the traditional Latin Mass. So they're making room for me. And one of the things uh, that is required in the traditional Latin Mass is that the priest wears a hat called a beretta. And if you can't picture it in your mind, it's it's a black hat. It's got some kind of stiff handles almost. I don't know how to even describe it, almost like horns on the top that the priest uses. It's almost like a handle. He takes the hat on and off. And then the beautiful piece, the cherry on the top, is the the poofy ball. <laughs> That's what they call it, the poofy ball. If you're a monsignor, you get a pink one, which is wonderful, or a bishop. He wears an all-pink hat. Mine's all black. And so the kids are fascinated by this hat because it's so out of their normal range of experience. And so I get that question after Mass a lot, Father, what's that hat you're wearing? Why are you wearing it? Can I wear the hat? (laughs) Those sorts of things. And the answer is very, very simple. I usually start by having them imagine that they're at a St. Louis Cardinals game at a baseball game and they're early and the national anthem is being sung, and you've got your cardinal's hat with you. So what do you, what's the first thing you do, Adam? As, as a, you,
0: you stand and remove your cap. That's fact, right. John Ewlett says, please rise and remove your caps for the singing of the national anthem.
3: That's right. So then I ask them, why are you taking your hat off? And they say, well, I guess it's because we, we love America. And I said, exactly. We respect and we love our, our country, so we take our hats off as a sign of respect. And that's exactly what the hat is doing in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with the priests. If you watch a priest very carefully who's wearing a Beretta, he walks down the the aisle in the procession wearing it, but before he steps up to the altar to pray, he takes it off, and the server goes and puts it away on his seat. And so for me, that functions as a very physical, very tangible reminder, I am about to step up to the altar of God, and I'm going to pray, and I'm just a guy. Right, I'm just an imperfect, goofy, oddball dude, and here I am, I'm a priest, and I am going to offer this sacrament on behalf of the faithful, and that's, that's very humbling, and taking the hat off reminds me. So believe it or not, priests carry some, some distraction with them sometimes down that aisle. So I might even, as I'm walking down the aisle uh, in the opening procession, I might be thinking about, oh, I've got to do this after Mass, or I need to catch so-and-so and get together with them right after Mass before they leave, or something's on my mind. But there's this marvelous effect of taking the hat off. All of a sudden, everything quiets. I'm reminded I need to focus, and I'm stepping up to the altar of God humbly to pray. And so the hat is, in that sense, very effective.
0: Well, Father, that was very insightful, and I look forward to uh, hearing some more of these questions that children ask you as we we go through the week here on the show. Thanks for being with us today. You're very welcome.
2: A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila. Oh my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen.
0: And now it's time for a little catequiz here on the show this morning. Father Rainier was talking before the break about the hat that he wears called the Beretta. Now, Another vestment that you will see, not just the priest wear, but the deacon, and many times if the servers are clad in albs instead of cassock and surplice, you'll see the servers wear this as well. It is a rope that ties around the waist. What is the name of that vestment, that rope that ties around the waist, kind of like a belt? is called the cincture, and it, it has a practical purpose. Part of it is the, the alb, which the priest or deacon wear, that white garment that covers their street clothes, and uh, they wear it underneath their vestments. Sometimes it can be a little loose and flowing, and you need to rein it in, so you, just like you wear a belt, you wear a cincture. But also, in the vesting prayers of the Mass, we see some of the symbolism, the beautiful symbolism of the cincture. As the priest vests, he prays, Gird me, O Lord, with the cincture of of purity and extinguish in my loins the desires of lust that the virtue of continence and chastity may ever abide within me. The vesting prayers are an ancient tradition in the church and there's some wonderful symbolism in the vestments that are expressed in these prayers. Maybe one day we'll have to talk about that here on the show. In the meantime, we're going to get you another check of the weather and our daily dose of encouragement.
3: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A prayer for the Archbishop. Heavenly Father, in these trying times when the spirit of the age threatens Christian values, give our bishop holiness of life and wisdom to direct and guide our archdiocesan family so that we may grow in your love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: It's a new week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Patty Schneier is back with us. Patty, it's great to have you here as always.
4: Well, this week we are going to talk about what I'm going to call power prayers. These are just one to two sentence prayers. You can say these all day long. You can say these in times of stress or frustration. These are going to be quick. It's going to be simple. It's going to be a one sentence prayer that maybe you want to incorporate and start saying all day long, every day. Who knows? So the first power prayer that I have, actually a friend of mine shared with us. We were having breakfast and another friend that was with us at the breakfast said how can we pray for you? This was a priest friend. How can we pray for you, Father? And all he said was that Jesus would have his way. And I love that. That has stuck with me. And really, that's all we need to pray. Jesus, have your way. It's another way of saying, of course, thy will be done, but it's a bit more conversational, maybe, and intimate. Just say, Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way with me today. Jesus, have your way in my neighborhood, in my parish, at work, in our archdiocese, in our nation, in our world. Jesus, have your way. So that's my power prayer for today. Let's just all be praying today that Jesus would have his way in our life, in whatever little circumstance we're dealing with today. Jesus, just say it. Jesus, have your way.
0: Patty, I love when you have these simple but profound prayers for us on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Thank you for today's encouragement as we wrap up today i want to share with you uh, a couple things one they're uh, cutting the grass outside right now so if you hear the lawnmowers in the background well who can blame them for getting an early start on the day with as hot and as humid as it's going to be but the other thing i wanted to share with you is that you know we were talking about looking ahead to the weekend and one of the things we were talking about is high school night and that for at least two of our kids now we are having conversations that are going to shape their future And we've had a lot of discussions in our house. You know, what are we looking for? Of course, we want solid academics. We want a place that offers our kids co-curricular activities that they're interested in, that maybe would open their minds to new possibilities of what their vocation may be, uh, what God may be calling them to study about. But most importantly, what we are looking for is a place that is going to help us bolster their faith. You know, don't get me wrong. We're the first educators. We get that. You know, Beth Beth and I wholeheartedly embrace that. And it's been one of the joys these past few weeks of starting confirmation prep with our son on our own, you know, and, and talking about the things that we want to talk about with him to set the stage. And we're grateful for what his school will do to supplement that. But as we go through everything in life, it's serving as this reminder for me that more and more it's helping me detach from, well, you know, this is the most important thing or that's the most important thing. No, no, no. The most important thing is, are we going to get to heaven? That's the most important thing. Are we going to get to heaven? And as we heard last week on the show, uh, the things of this world are either helping us in that goal or they're hindering us in that goal. What's it going to be? Do you want to be a saint? What are you willing to say yes to today that God's calling you to? What are you willing to say no to today that might be hindering you from that goal? Let's pray for the grace to say yes to God's will and no to everything else. And let's pray in thanksgiving for today's show. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us, St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us here on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. I hope you stay cool today. Please do keep an eye out for your neighbors, your loved ones, your family, anyone that might uh, be suffering in this heat. Let's do what we can to help bring them relief. We're all called to do works of mercy each and every day. For Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Have a blessed day, and don't forget to pray your rosary today.